0: Hello and welcome to the Cocktails and Conversation podcast. I'm Dana Marie Rockmore, the founder of The Dinner Party Project and co-founder of The Welcome House. I'll be inviting intriguing guests over to my home to chat about some of my favorite things, cocktails, story, the Enneagram and rest. So as you may know, or may not know at all, cocktails are kind of my thing. At the end of a long day, or any day really, crafting a drink, whether it's simple or more complex, I really look forward to a delicious cocktail. Plus it makes all conversations better. Tito's Handmade Vodka is always a go-to for me. It's the perfect thing to have on hand to make just about any cocktail. That is what I love about Tito's. It's so versatile. Anything from a Moscow mule to an elderflower martini to a white Russian. Plus, Tito's Handmade Vodka has won a million awards, but for real. It's been distilled six times and won the SF World Spirit Championship. So the next time you are looking for an incredibly beautiful cocktail, pick up some. Tito's handmade vodka. Plus, you should head over to titosvodka.com to read up more about their story and pick up some delightful recipes. All right, here we are. Lucky 13, number 13 of this podcast. Um, I am very excited to chat about the cocktails today because thing that I've been making for a solid two to three months pretty much nonstop. I I always have these ingredients on hand almost all the time, and I've been making it like for friends as they come over. I've been making it just for myself as just like one little cocktail at the end of the day. Um, yeah, it's so easy, and to me, it's maybe one of the more delicious drinks that I ever... I don't know. It's just a little too easy to drink. But I... Um, as I mentioned in in As You Listen, I first encountered this drink at a dinner that we did a couple years ago with Ocean Prime, which is on Sand Lake, but they're um, you know, a handful of them around the country. Ocean Prime is one of my favorite restaurants around town. And they have this drink called the Black Orchid. And um yeah, recently I was like, how how did I how did how did that was made. I need, I need to make this because I had one. I went out for a birthday dinner with my, one of my best friends, Kate Lynch. And she, we went to ocean prime and I had three of them and wasn't, did not drive home obviously, but it was, um, yeah, it was a very beautiful and delicious evening. And so I was like, okay, I like, I would love to make these, um, uh, continually. So the way that I make them is maybe, not across the board, but it's just the way that I make them and they're, it's a really good drink
1: <laughs> that,
0: I, that I enjoy. So I put like two ounces of Cheetos in there and we're going to make it pretty strong. And then an ounce of St. Germain, which is the elderflower liqueur. And then we do like two ounces of cranberry juice. So I do, I honestly recently have been doing like a like a pink cranberry juice because it's harder to find like a white cranberry juice, but you're supposed to use white, which is also delicious. And then like a half an ounce of lemon juice to an ounce. It depends on like how tart you want to drink. Basically, you put that in a cocktail shaker and you shake it up over ice really, really, really well. Um, and then you serve that over um, in a coupe. So you can either put an extra cube of ice in there to keep it nice and cold or you can just – pour it in a coupe and just drink it straight away. (laughs) Real easy. And then from there, I usually garnish with like a lemon wheel just to make it look beautiful. And then I kind of rub that lemon around the rim. And it is just like I've already said, I don't want to beat a dead horse. That is really easy to drink. Anyway, so that is our cocktail for this is a black orchid with Tito's. But our guest is even more delightful, which is Kristen Rogers, who is, um, an amazing woman, um, within the Orlando community and she's a health coach and encourager and kind of just, I don't know, I found such an inspiration of like stepping outside of the corporate box and then what risk that takes to step into the world of entrepreneurship and, and leaving a really cushy job with, I mean, they call it like the golden handcuffs, right? So you've got this like great job. You, you might work a million hours a week. You have no social life, but you're making like crazy money. And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of perks with it, the golden handcuffs. So, um, she had that life for a really long time and really stepped out of that into pursue some of a the things that she is gifted within. And it was such a delight here at the backstory of just kind of how her family shaped, shaped, you know, her life and then how she shaped her life as an adult and then how she came to be within her own person to, um, really set a mark out for what was important and what she felt was, um, helping other people move towards health and um, her story of of moving towards health is pretty inspirational and amazing. So I'm just excited to share Kristen's story with her. She is a most year's friend. She is a lovely human. Um, yeah. And her story just inspires me to think like, where I am now doesn't have to be where I am in the future if I want to attain like how beautiful it is that we have the power to do that and then we also help help and support and finding those right people so she has been a person like that in my life and I think that you will enjoy hearing her story and hopefully you'll make this cocktail and drink along with us Hello Kristen. Hello. Welcome, to, welcome to Cocktails and Conversations. Hello. Thank you for being here. Cheers. Thank you for having me.
1: This is so great. I'm so excited. It's my first sip. Your Hold first
0: me. sip. Let's do it.
1: Oh my gosh. That is tart, smooth and delightful. Yep. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I don't normally um engage in anything other than vodka sodas. So this is fair enough. A- quite a delightful treat. <laughs> so this is
0: my latest favorite cocktail. And as you know, I made it um a couple of days ago from also some friends and it's something that I just am um turning to more and more often. It's called a black orchid, mm. which I initially had at one of my favorite restaurants called Ocean Prime. Mm. We did an event with them a couple of years ago and they did this black orchid and I was like, holy 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 moly. <laughs> Holy amazing! Holy, holy, (laughs) amazing! Uh, So many other words you want to use right now, but that was so—it was so good. Oh my gosh, so good. Um, (laughs) so I recently was reminded about this drink, and so I was like, "Oh, I need to like remember how to make it." So it's it's super easy, which, Mm -hmm. um, is what kind of my wheelhouse with with cocktails is like. What can I put together with like five ingredients and? Mm-hmm. so delicious and a very easy to drink. Maybe a little bit too easy to drink, but we won't get that <laughs> at this point. Um, right here. But um so it's Tito's and then it's cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. This, the Saint Germain, which is the elderflower liqueur, mm-hmm. and then just like straight lemon juice. Mm-hmm. And you shake all that up and it's very potent and strong mm-hmm. and so delicious. And I, yeah, I have really enjoyed sharing it with people. It's super easy to drink. And it's super easy to drink. Yeah. 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 So that is why we're here. Um, so I would love to know, however, what is maybe your favorite Cocktail or go to drink mm-hmm. as well. I know you might have just mentioned it, but like, yeah. what is like when you come home from a day and you're like, I would love to make myself something, or if I go out and like an easy thing to drink and you automatically order?
1: So, two things. One, okay. I tried to be the good madman person who came home and would make a cocktail okay. after a long day, yeah. and I found that that wasn't a good good look for me. <laughs> okay. So I, um, instead I will go out and socialize. And the thing that I always choose is the, um, I don't know. I think about like the suburban suburban housewife tennis champ Choice, okay. uh, which is the vodka soda. Okay. Yeah. It's it, essentially, I, I've tried a variety of different. I would love to be the woman who does the old fashioned because I think that ice cube, like, calls it's very you, glamorous. Oh, it's so glamorous and it's yes. so boss looking. I have some in my freezer. I know, I know, what but it's wanna? like, like okay. the, the it just, the whole presentation of it feels like, don't mess with me. I do things. And, but I also, yeah. when I, when I tried to drink it, I did a whole, um, a scotch tasting. One time, uh, oh, it was real tough. It was real rough. Um, it's pretty it's It was pretty intense. intense. Yeah, it was intense. And I, I found that, like, oh, wow, I really, I really don't like this. <laughs> so, Sarah? yeah, but I yeah. keep thinking at some point, like, your taste buds change every seven years. And I'm hoping mm. my, my sophistication palette changes and my boss palette changes and I become the girl who can, um, Enjoy that drink. Fair enough. Yeah. That your go to would be an old fashioned. Oh, I would, I would love for it to be an old fashioned. Yeah. I think it's so cool. For right now, it's like a right now, it's a vodka soda. Vodka soda. With a lime. <laughs> okay,
0: great. Yeah, also maybe a lemon sometimes.
1: Healthy. Oh, no, totally healthy. Yeah, I think that's if you're going to, if you're going to choose something that is the least nutritionally impacting to you, vodka soda yep. is the way to go. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Tito's and sodas also. Tito's great. is always my choice. Always a choice. Yeah. Um, Smart woman, yeah, absolutely. Now, if you were to get a, a drink in this town, mm-hmm. Orlando town, what
1: would be like your top three places to? Oh, that's so interesting. Grab a Tito's and soda. So my first place, no joke, is always the guest house. Fair enough. Um, it's, it is for most people. That are- I mean it because you know why? Because it's. It's open. It's social. It's easy. They have made it accessible for a lot of different people. Parking is not super hard. It's around other restaurants. And so, like, if, if you need to go get a Sheldon Taco next door or some brisket across the street or whatever, mm. like, there's a way to, to have your drink. It's and very your, central. Oh, yes. Very central. Very central. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, yep. I love that. Um, I went to Tori Tori recently Same. and I loved the aesthetic. Same. Um, right. Like, I yep. went in, I'm like, oh, this is smart because, uh, as an introvert, I, I do like socializing, but I like pockets of more intimate conversation mm. if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's a really big open space, like I Mathers to me is gorgeous, but, um, Feels a little scary, a little overwhelming. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, again, gorgeous. Yes. So like, let me say that again, gorgeous, <laughs> but, uh, Tori, Tori to me felt like more, more intimate. But still aesthetically really beautiful, mm. and um, offered pockets those of faces. Oh, I just want on. to live the, there. The color palette insane. Is I know. I, I just sat there. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And then the butter leather that you sit on. <sighs> how did you, I don't know if you had a chance to do that. I just. Feels... I didn't.
0: I sat over on um, along the wall with like the stools and. The, okay. Yeah, because it was like insanely
1: packed. Friends and... of ours camped out beforehand, which which gave us the opportunity to sit on those butter leather couches. Well, those are very smart and. Generous. Generous friends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they were. They protected me. Like uh people are giving us the side eye. <laughs> you need to get here. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because literally, when I went,
0: there was like n- almost no seats to be had. Yeah. But they need to figure out ordering. That's not just at the bar. So because I didn't get food. You so didn't get food. I didn't get food, and a so friend. So if you want to order yeah. again, yeah, you have to go get up from where you are and then uh, wait by the bar. It's and tricky. It's a little tricky. It would be
1: helpful to have people on roller skates
0: come Even by and take
1: much take, better. I think, I think yeah. that would be really go back to Sonic. I mean, <laughs> a successful model. <laughs> My brother, John worked at Sonic when he was like, <laughs> he Oh yeah. Oh, did he, did they have, the, did they have roller skates? I feel like at some point they did.
0: No, I think he literally, I could be mistaken, but like rollerbladed, like to work, Yeah, did work and then came back on his rollerblades. I mean, that's, as, as like 16. That's amazing. Something. He went to university high school and then had this, Part time job with rollerblades, yeah.
1: With rollerblades, yeah. That it was... sounds like a dream, <laughs> it sounds like I, I was doing my life wrong. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't,
0: <laughs> okay. So, that's two places guest house, storytory. Yeah, is there any other
1: um, stats for a cocktail? Like, I also like, and this is going to be like feeling like okay. I'm pretty partial to a particular part of the town, but okay. I am so, like, I'm just gonna be honest. Also, yeah. Santiago's, um, right sure. down in Virginia. Yeah, and, um, I love their happy hour, uh, both with the cocktails, but the um. Their little um topics, mm-hmm,
0: their that they happy have our menu hour—it's
1: incredible. Same, yeah. Especially late night. Oh, so
0: when you're like 11 p.m. and I need—I
1: love feel, that you just said that. Fill my body with something. I love that you just said 11 p.m. today. Oh, I haven't seen alcohol. 11 p.m. in so long.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, we're on two different
1: wavelengths. Yeah, I didn't even know that they had a an 11 p.m. Oh yeah, menu late night. Wow. Happy hour. Yeah, That's sounds like my thirties. <laughs>
0: So your happy hour is, is more in the
1: traditional... It's in the Golden Girls hour. Okay. Yeah. I'm not so, mad about it. Yeah. 4.30, I'll like literally be like with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, Excuse me. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to do happy hour? They're like, yeah. I'm like... And I know that I don't work in a corporation anymore, but I'm just like, can you guys do 4.30? No. i meet you at 4.30. Yeah, I know. Somehow right. people figure it out <laughs> and will accommodate me. But by 8.30, I am normally done. Wow. Yeah. Great dates are really fun for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're really interesting, but I'm ready for bed. Yeah, exactly. This is so great. Also, I don't know if you know about my schedule, right. but I have one. <laughs> Yours is just a little slightly different than the most most people that are not ninety. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, but but I will say the seventy to eighty year olds really get me. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I have five people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you found your niche. Yeah. 100%. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So also, I, I believe that you and I met, <laughs> via Woman Lead Orlando. Oh my gosh, you're gonna bring this up, aren't you? I don't have to. No, go ahead. I, I know it's my, It's like the worst moment of you my know, life. No, it's the best. Oh my gosh, intro. But I think like that's the first time I remember meeting you, so I don't mm-hmm. know that I met you. Pre- like I, we've known some people. An ancillary
1: to our, our. Did you say a word ancillary? Uh-huh. Yes. Ooh. In proximity would be what it, I would say. Ancillary sounds like. 30 days to a better vocabulary. <laughs> it's really great. Yes.
0: Yes. People that are on the periphery of like both of our worlds. Right. So mm-hmm. what I think is that when we had women lead Orlando for the year two, that was it. there was a woman who like stormed past <laughs> me and was like, I just want straight Tito's. I don't want a cocktail. And I was like, okay, we can probably make that happen. She's like the bartender's, Won't give me just a straight shot of Tito's. And I was like, well, that's not the case. We Mm -hmm. can go get you some straight Tito's and it's going to be great. And everyone's going to have a good time. Yeah. And it was pretty great because, because you want to know why is because I have been that person. And so I am that person Mm -hmm. sometimes where, Uh, If you ask my family, there was a lot of, like, let me talk to your manager. (laughs) Was there really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bless you. Right. Yeah. Like, you brought me the wrong burger, so (laughs) what I ordered was this burger, and that's what I would like, because that's what I ordered, so you can take this burger
1: (laughs) And put it somewhere else. (laughs) I can make some suggestions if you don't know where else to put it, but, like, I can... Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm trying to navigate that more to like kindness mm-hmm. because I'm very bent on justice and fairness. Mm. So like if I'm going to pay you for a burger, I want to pay you for the right one. Right. Right. And there's nothing I don't think intrinsically wrong with that. Yeah. But in the regards to how we, how I address people yeah. in, in moments of frustration, yeah, I need to address
1: that. Sometimes. Yes. So like, I think the thing that's interesting was the backstory of that was that I was excited to go, but I was freaked out that I was mm-hmm. going to be in a room of a hundred women that I didn't know in a social situation that I am typically uncomfortable with. So mm-hmm. that's a bunch of people that I don't know to make small talk. Mm-hmm. I tend to be able to have a lot of great conversations with people that I know or deeper conversations with that whole, Sure. hi, and then it's like all so of all standing of, around, like never, right. Me, right. Like I'm morning. just like, Oh, I just shoot my face. Same. So I was like, okay, if I have a Tito's and bag, a Tito's and soda, I'll be great. And then when I didn't get it, I was like, Oh my <laughs> gosh. And then all I could think of is I've this money. I've done this thing. And so I believe who I was mean to was actually, your uh, one of your people check-in people. Yeah. One of your, one of the check-in people. Okay. And then I went downstairs, had a vodka soda. She'll she'll be F out. And uh, then came back up where you were like, Hey, I heard that you had an issue. And right. I was like, Oh wow. I was a total, uh, total jerk. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey, super sorry. You look real cute. Cause I think you were wearing a caftan.
0: <laughs> I was wearing a dress that could very, very easily be put in that
1: category. So, okay. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was gorgeous. And Thank I thought you. this is not fair to do this person who's doing no, this beautiful event. It's all good. Um, so yeah. So so from there, things
0: rose meteorically into friendship. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like somehow, somehow that was a great connector. Somehow uh, that was, but that was the first, I think, connection mm-hmm. point with Kristen Rogers. Yes. 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 And it makes for a great story on a podcast.
1: So, <laughs> so cheers great. to that. Cheers. Right? 100%. <laughs> uh, the mo- our best moments, right? <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. It is not bad second time I around. Know. It's great.
0: Um. So what I really get excited about is story mm-hmm. and the family of origin that we're placed in the DNA that we're given. We don't get to choose a lot of things and where we're placed in this world. Mm-hmm. And then from, from being placed in this world, we get to like stumble around and like try to freaking figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a mess and it's a journey and it's beautiful and it's blah, blah, blah. But so much of that I think is shaped by the environment that we grow up in and our like a family of origin and, and, um, just kind of like how that shapes us in mm-hmm. our DNA that has been given to us that we don't get to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would l- kind of love to know what it was like growing up in your family. Like what mm-hmm. were your parents like? Do you have siblings? What was
1: the feeling, the vibe mm-hmm. for Kristen? So I am the middle of three. So I have Child. an older sister. Yeah. Older okay. sister, Kim and a younger sister, Callie. And I, um, was born in Arkansas, moved here when I was five okay. and pretty much lived here most of my life. Um, I, in Central Florida? In Central Florida okay. and Longwood. Yeah. Okay. Um, Longwood in Longwood particular. But, um, uh, we, I think the, I think the, probably the, the most important narrative, there's two. One is that, uh, when we came to Florida, my dad was going to be the youngest CPA in his law firm or his law firm, his CPA firm, um, super tricky, right? No, uh, youngest one, their partner. Um, but, um, within a few years that shifted and he quit and then he didn't work for probably like, I think it was 12 years, 13 years. He tried a couple of different things, but the, the reality was I was very aware of what we did and what we didn't have. Um, my mom went back to work when we were, uh, when I was in second grade. And I remember that being a pivotal moment in my life. I can still remember her Mm -hmm. coming to me and saying, I knew that she had gone to school for interior design. I knew that that was something that she was doing, but I, mm-hmm. but the day that she came, I remember right. standing outside on our driveway and her saying, Hey, I got the job with Ethan Allen and I'm going to go to work. And I remember trying to process that as a kid and remembering that, that no, just knowing somehow that that was important. And uh, her friend came up behind me and was like, um, this is a really good thing. You should, you should be so happy. And I was like thinking as like, I think Aww. I was like seven. Like, I don't know that I am right. I don't know that I am. My mom, my mom, talks to me after school. She makes, she makes me eat pretzels and bananas. And then she tells me to go outside and do homework and stuff. And this is going to change now. Sure. Somehow as a kid, I I knew that. And it did. Um, I became sort of like a latchkey kid. So my dad, even though he was home, wasn't really present. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was on the computer a whole bunch and, um, that in general, his personality, my personality clashed a whole bunch. Right. And so we're talking like dad stuff. There's a whole, there's a whole litany of things there. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was the spiritual provider, the financial provider, the, uh, the emotional provider. She was constantly present at every game, basketball game at every chorus concert, every, everything. Um, you know, whenever I forgot school project, because I, you know, just didn't do it. She was the one that was staying up with me doing it. Um, and so that's the, so I wanted to do everything I possibly could. Right. to be the, a good kid that didn't cause problems because my older sister was out of control. My other sister, my younger sister was living her life, living her best life and fine with it. Okay. <laughs> no matter what our situation was. Huh. Um, and in the middle I was like, okay,
0: how can I cause the least amount yeah. of waves? Yeah. And more. it was to
1: become, yeah. and also we have this narrative of like church, right? So faith and I was good at it. I was good at the, I fit in the, the, the construct of structure, or at least I could and that felt like it Ugh. provided some guidance for me to know what was good and what wasn't and what I needed to do and what I didn't. And, um, no joke. I think I tried to rebel three times and my mom caught me every time. Three distinct times. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, um, I'm done with this. Yeah. I also was a kid who watched all kinds of after school specials. Okay. So like I was afraid that like, oh, if I do drink, I'm going to get pregnant. So that's not going to be great. Ooh. Oh yeah. I was like, I was that intense. as like, <gasps> yeah. So can you can imagine what translate. Yeah. Right. Like as a kid, how that's real intense girl. You are getting some interesting messages, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get invited to a whole bunch of parties. <laughs> um, but I mean, uh, I think, I think that's because I expected everyone to kind of fit into my mold that would keep us all safe mm-hmm. and out of chaos right. Which is what I was feeling um, right. all the time. Um, your world felt like chaos. It felt like chaos and depression. Um, yeah. Oh, if we're going to go here, right? you want to go there? <laughs> um, yeah, I thought about suicide as early as 12. Um, and yeah. I remember telling my mom about it and she was concerned and, um, eventually we went to a counselor. Um, uh, but I remember having really deep and dark feelings mm-hmm. really early on and I didn't, they know didn't, do yeah, I didn't know what to do with them. Sure. Um, And it wasn't until I was that 19 when I was diagnosed bipolar Mm. and that at least gave it a name. Sure. Um, and so over the next 20 years, it kind of, I was on medication for the majority of it. And, uh, it was, I was functional until I wasn't, I was, the medication worked until it didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's when I moved into like trying to figure out what can I do for my body that would heal it, that would make it better. What can I do that I'm not participating in that would make it better? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: What was uh, Kristen
1: like in middle school? Oh, she, well, she had really unfortunate hair. We're talking perm Uh-huh. for sure. Okay. Uh, bangs with perm. And then, um, Cute. I would say by eighth grade, I had figured it out and started my mom. My mom actually told me she, she's the one that was like, I think we should highlight your hair. And then also, like, I think it's time to wear makeup. <laughs> like, like Aww. I didn't ask, right? Like, she was just like, so "Your mom had her, your best interest." One hundred percent, right? She was like, "Girl, Let's we're gonna we're gonna girl it up a little bit." Sure. So I was a really big tomboy. Were you into sports? Oh, I was so into sports. I loved every sport because I was probably five eight by the time I was in fifth grade. Holy moly! Yeah. So I'm
0: still not five. <laughs> I know it's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I started my lady business when I was in fourth grade. So like, it was I had like a C cup by the time I was in fourth grade. So you can imagine like not knowing to do, not knowing what to do with any fourth of it. grade. Like if you look at pictures of me and my basketball pictures, it's like what what's happening? It's crazy. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm speechless. Which might be the
1: first time on this podcast it's ever <laughs> happened. But that is it's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. So try to figure out like body changes and what's going on and all that stuff. But, um, I was, I was very much into sports. I felt uh, like there was a natural aptitude for anything with a ball, which has so many jokes that I could go into, but I'm just whatever. Fair uh, yeah. yeah. Golf never made sense to me. That's one of those ones where it, it escapes Fair. me, but yeah. most of the other ones did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also think I smelled probably weird. I was trying to figure that out too, you know, middle school. That's- um, Usually part of the package that comes. Right. Yeah. So like just trying to figure figure it all out. Um yeah, I was smart-ish. You okay. know? Uh so I was like a student-ish. Like classes that were interesting to me, I paid attention to. Okay. Other ones I kind of just did what I needed to do to try and look like I was doing what I needed to do to make the grade okay. to make my parents proud. Um fair enough. Yeah. 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 And was that a trend throughout high school as well? Yeah, I think so. I think I wanted to be smart. So my dad is like one of those guys that's just naturally, it feels Mm -hmm. like he doesn't have to open a book. It just things download
0: him. One hundred pieces
1: come together. Yep. And his tests, his test scores were like through the roof. And so I kept thinking, I'm like, well, if I'm his daughter, Hmm. I bet that's me too. (laughs) It was that ever. Yeah. 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 To a degree. Sure, no, no, I don't I don't think I'm not intelligent. I just don't think that I'm that kind of brilliance. Nope. No. Nope. Neither am I. I fight for it. (laughs) Every bit of knowledge, I'm like (laughs) scrapping, scrapping for. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. And as I've gotten older, I really appreciate more information. Um, I really do. I love Mm. it. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) I can tell your eyes want to go to the Enneagram. Ah, I know, but I can tell
0: what was like a social life like for you Oh, did you
1: love being with people? Were you just more in your own world? Like what did that? Oh, wow. So like, again, if we're talking about young Kristen, um, young Kristen informs older Kristen. So young Kristen was very isolated, did not go out, did not go to parties. I probably talked on the phone twice my entire growing up. What? Oh, no joke. I never. It's happening right now. No, I did not talk on the phone more than twice. I can think I can remember like too, at, like
0: late at night. Like, no, like
1: at all. Like I didn't understand. Like if if we if I called someone, it was with an intention to cheat, like to accomplish something. I never understood that. Like oh, it chat. Say, uh, yeah, the, the the chatting. I had one friend, Emily. What's her name? Emily Fraser, I think her name was, in seventh grade, who was a cool person who seemed to like me that I didn't understand. So every time if she called me, which was those two times, (laughs) I would be like, Hey, called you two times throughout middle school and high school, Oh, middle school and high school. Like it was, I just wasn't like, if you think I all remember in high school being at the cafeteria and not, and people who know me, sorry, I'm going to say people who know me now or who know me, knew me then would say now, like I had no idea that that's the way you felt about yourself or that's, that was not my experience of you, mm-hmm. but I remember never having a, I didn't have a place to sit for the majority of growing up. So like I would go to the bathroom and eat That's, my lunch yeah. or I would go outside next to a tree. It's a lonely place Oh, it was me. so lonely. And I mean, I had friends, but it's like... But
0: like sports team members?
1: So my sports, the my team members happened to be older than me. Um, like for the majority, okay. I was the, I was a, I think I was the only freshman who made varsity my, my freshman year. And then like I didn't have other people kind of come in my grade next to me until my junior year. And then that girl moved away. So then my senior year, I was the only, I was the only senior trying to lead a team and I'd never let anything. And I wanted to talk about our feelings. (laughs) That did not work out. So it, it did not. Um, yeah, like it just, it's not that I didn't have like, of course people are like in, in different moments, have friends. It just never felt like you belong to a group of, yeah,
0: like a crew of kids. Yeah. Like I remember football
1: games, going to football games and sort of sitting next to people, but almost like, it's almost like you sat next to someone, anybody, right. Like you Mm -hmm. just kind of sit next to the people who might be your friends. Yeah. So like, that was a huge, like when I went to college, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of that was me, I think believing that I couldn't go to parties. I couldn't be social. I couldn't, if was I was going
0: parties to parties like a taboo thing or just like yeah. a social anxiety.
1: No, 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 it was taboo. Oh, okay. Like it was an idea of like, I remember in one of our youth things that we, um, one of our youth, something or another, it's like you may, you're going to have to say goodbye to your non-Christian friends and only, <sighs> Oh yeah. It was that whole message, which it's, it pains me to say that because I don't, I don't think that I don't think that's what I experience now but that at the time I was like, okay, well, if that's what I need to do. So I, I literally said to a friend, to a friend of mine, I'm like, we have to not be friends because you don't know Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's awful. It's so, yeah. it's so awful. And she was so hurt. And I was just like, well, this is what it is. Like it just in my head, it, it made sense. Um, so yeah, that's, that's heartbreaking. You can imagine. I think I went to one party and I think there was like, one person smoking pot. And I was like, Oh, I think that also makes you pregnant. (laughs) So like, I just didn't, So maybe some truths about life didn't, weren't getting into your. Oh no. Yeah. It was all about like whatever TV was telling me, whatever church was telling was the combination of those two things. Those were my, those were my teachers. And your
0: parents kind of were like there, but not like Forming maybe some of those
1: like That's life, good. life truths. So I think my dad for sure, not, not active in the kind life truths. Mm-hmm. Uh, present but absent will be a great way to say that like present in body, but absent in participation. Mm-hmm. And my mom, uh, I think she'd had her own experience. And so she was, she actually, there were a couple times where she was like, don't you want to go out on Friday and with your friends? Or mm-hmm. I was like, I would look at her like, I'm I'm with you though. (laughs) Like, I know. (laughs) The saddest (laughs) thing ever. So sad. And I'm like, and then I realized I'm like, oh my gosh, I think that they're disappointing me that I'm not as cool as they were. You know, like there's this whole this whole thing. Sure. But all of that drove me, like, so I went on my Cancun. Um, we went to Cancun for my senior trip. And for four days, I was the same conservative. Whatever, okay. That didn't do anything, even though it was legal. Like I just didn't participate in anything. And finally, the last night, I'm like, "This is dumb. I feel alone. I hate this." Somebody passed me a shot, and I drank a shot. And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Kristen!" And then, uh, like people, people. And I was like, "Is this all I had to do was drink?" I was like, this is ridiculous. And so then I was like, oh okay, we'll pass me another one. And then and then I came home I'm like, I am not doing this the same thing that I've done before. Absolutely yeah. not. I'm done with it. And I w- had gotten into UF and I was like, What supposed- a story.
0: This is amazing. I know, it's great. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um shots, shots. I it's like, where shots are amazing. Like it's there was something about it that was like, be free, do the thing. And then um, so I came home and I was like, Mom, I'm drinking. <laughs> and she's like, Okay. Okay, okay right? I know, and I was just surprised by her reaction, but I think she was like, you know, uh, okay. Like, like, what am I going to, what is she going to say? But, um, we talked about college and I was, I had gotten into UF and I don't know how. I have no idea how. I think I had like a three something and I had some Mm -hmm. extracurricular activities. People with 4.0s weren't getting in. I'm like, I don't know how I got in, but I got into like the summer program or like the summer session. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out the timing or something and, and I couldn't figure out, um, I forget exactly what I couldn't figure out, but I got into FSU as well. And ended up going to FSU. I was like, I'm going to go to FSU for a semester and then I'll transfer to UF after a year or something like that. Um, those schools are like, Oh no, I know. I didn't care. Like I, whatever. Right. Yeah. I wasn't already like, it was more like, okay, I need to go away from here and go to a school. Uh Um, and I don't, I think that there was something financially I couldn't figure out before the summer started. Okay. So the crazy thing is, is on my way up to, um, I had started going to parties and I had started having friends. And as I, uh, was going up to FSU, I'm like, this is going to be my life. I'm going to, I'm going to party. I'm going to yeah. whatever. Um, your social and then, life is going to come to life. Right. Well, what happened was God kind of put like the only place, cause I had waited so long to, uh, to say that uh, that was going to be my decision. The only place that had space was this house and it was so six Christian girls, <laughs> And I was like, first of all, they can suck it. I will 100% (laughs) be myself. If they think I'm going to bring their little tentacles of whatever kind of religiosity, they can, whatever. Right. Within 24, 48 hours, they were kind, great, amazing people who just loved me really well. And I was like, oh, there can be like both. And And so that was the introduction back Mm -hmm. into that. And, um, yeah, socially, I think I still struggled and that struggled, um, kind of came alive probably in my late twenties into my early thirties. Yeah, like uh, bloomer. yeah, I figured out the drinking thing after, if you have any, if you, if you want stories, I've got stories <laughs> of how to figure that out at your late twenties, Sure, figure it out when you're in teens <laughs> like or, you know, legal, whatever. But, um, but there were some, there were some t- intense moments and then I was like, Oh, this is what you should not do. Got mm. it. Got it. Yeah. Catalog that. And then normal human being, I think started around 35, 36 All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in moving into, uh, those years in adult world and as we, uh, grow into, you know, out of our families, usually by that time, um, um, realm of living and then through school and entering into shaping how you want your world to me to be, um, has there been, like any moment of pride that you've had in your adult life to say, like, I've, I am really like proud of this moment. Or like I set up a goal and I accomplished it. Or there's like mm-hmm. something that,
1: that I'm really proud of. I think the my... biggest, the biggest benchmark would be when I was um, finally done with the weight being mm-hmm. on me. So I had been an athlete, gained a mm-hmm. hundred pounds within about three years of starting school. Cause I didn't know how to really, Feed myself
0: at uh, so gaining weight at college in college
1: yes also okay. I went to like six different schools and oh. so yeah I treated FSU like a summer camp <laughs> so by year year two it was like oh girl go to TCC <laughs> so then I went to TCC but then bipolar kicked in the bipolar kicked in and I was starting starting to gain weight and then I came home went to Valencia gained more weight and then I went to UNF and by the time I was at UNF I was probably a hundred pounds heavier okay and then yeah. um. I felt like that felt like high school and it was weird. It's like when you gain a hundred pounds, people look at you differently and they, they treat you differently. And which is, which makes sense. Like you just, you just look, you just look like a different person. Sure. Um, and what they, so I came back home and I went to Rollins and was a vocal performance major for like two years and then realized, Oh, I have no interest in this at all. Hmm. And I was like, okay, we're on, we're on school number five. (laughs) We got to cross the finish line, (laughs) cross the finish line. I mean, somewhere. Right. So like my last school Bellhaven, uh, was one of those adult learning schools. And they were, I was like, Oh, I'm missing a transcript. And they I remember them telling me, we can't accept any more hours. <laughs> like you have hours from all these different schools. You kind of have to just take the rest of them here. I was like, Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. So I got a degree in social services, but, um, I had, as far as the weight was concerned, I had never really learned how to feed myself well, to, mm-hmm. to fuel it, to, mm-hmm. to, to know any of that stuff. So for 20 years, I tried, tried a whole bunch of different things and it, um, I, um, trying to think when I was 39, um, was when I was kind of done. I was driving down. I four, I was working in a 14 hour, 12, 14 hour week sales job that required me to be present with a whole bunch of people. Um, and I was really tired. I was working out five days a week for an hour and a half a day and I was gaining weight and I was really confused. I was really frustrated. And I felt like, I had done a lot of work with counseling and with regroup to kind of identify some of my, some of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was ready for a change, but nothing, like I drank broccoli for a week, like broccoli, zucchini, what was it broccoli, zucchini, celery? Like I did a whole, like literally for a week and like I the cried. Things? Oh, yeah. But juice, but like I cried. I cried the entire time. Uh-huh. I lost one pound and I was like, what the F? Yeah. Like, I'm like if this is health, it can suck it because yeah. this is awful. And I was like, what is it God? Like, what, what am I missing? I'm willing. And so I just kind of had my heart positioned in a way that was like, would you, I, I was driving down of four, I was crying my eyes out. Cause I, my heart had just been hurt by a boy. And I was like, I need something. Can you please, could you please just help me find someone who I can trust? Cause mm-hmm. everything else felt like white noise. Mm-hmm. The next day, my friend contacted me who I hadn't talked to in 20 years and was like, Hey, I saw you pinning some stuff about resetting your body on Pinterest. I don't know if you saw, but I became a health coach. I would love to help you. And I was like, um, and catch up. And I responded back. I'm like, I did see you became a health coach and I unfollowed you because I was so annoyed that you could figure it out. Well, no. And I can't, and I can't. And because she knows me she was like, "Ah, like, I love you. Let's talk. So we did. Wow. I think the thing that I'm probably most proud of is that even when my body was crying out that it that this doesn't make sense, I trusted that when I asked for help, he gave it to me and that this was the vehicle that he was going to use to change me. And it did. Like it was the it was the catalyst to change mm-hmm. all the things. And over the last four years, um it's been a journey of recognizing all the structure that was underneath that self-limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. um beliefs about people, what up what's po- what I, what's possible, the fact that I have play self-sabotaging, play a victim. Like all of those things have been, yeah, um, relying,
0: um, motivators for the, maybe the weight gain. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Like what I'm using, like what food is the core for, belief mm-hmm. versus like, yeah, working out is a part of it and eating is a part of it. But like, what's not going to get us back into that situation six months from now.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. I was, I had taught myself to cope with my, with the, with the feelings of bipolar. So like in my body and my, anxiety and depression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with food. And it would give me an immediate uh, satisfaction, but uh-huh. it would ultimately leave me hurting and alone. Uh, cause then it wouldn't work. My body would work for like five minutes when it had that dopamine rush. And right. then it wouldn't work for 42 hours after that. So yeah, right. I'm most proud of, um, facing that and to, and moving forward in that and stepping into a lot of unknown as I, um, moved from job to job. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a sprint for like 12 years and then, um, yeah, a variety of different roles and then moved into outside sales, which I felt like was like a jump off a cliff. And I was like, okay, uh, like awesome. I have no connections (laughs) that I know of. Okay. Like, what is this going to look like? And then realizing like making a shift, making another shift and just kind of realizing, Oh, I am supposed to be doing my own thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then jumping off of that cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know You're so excited. Whenever I say that out loud, it's so hard. Um, but yeah, that's been its own to walk in that and to, I've had a couple of opportunities to have, uh, to do a nine to five again. And it, I come close. I even accepted a job. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, it's not right. Uh, yeah. My entire heart won't do it. It just won't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So
0: -hmm. That's some pretty big accomplishments, so you should
1: be very proud. I mean, I'm shaking my paw poms right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, kind of on the flip side of that, and I think that's how life is: is that uh, it is the highlights, and then it is also moments of um, kind of hitting, you know, hitting rock bottom, or just like moments of. uncertainty of like, how, how am I going to bounce back from this mm. one? Um, but has there ever been a moment that you've kind of been, um, devastated by, or you've kind of felt like, all right, well, I have to pick up myself off the floor and I have to keep going emotionally or
1: physically. Like, how did you do it? Um, okay. So there's been like, I don't know, a thousand, a thousand, yeah. a thousand of those moments where, um, like a little one, I can tell you a little one. So this, the, the typical story of my dating experience has been almost nil. But what it is, is I become friends with, um, I become friends with someone and they, my, my assumption is they're into me and we hang out, we, we do stuff together. Mm-hmm. And then the repeating story has been they like my friend. Aha. And that had happened probably seven times. Um, and this eighth time I remember thinking, this guy is different. This is different. And this is before I lost the weight too. And this is before, this is before a lot of who I am today. But, hmm. um, I remember being, uh, in my room, I was close to my closet and I remember being on the phone with him and I was feeling all the feels and he was like, Oh, um, remember how I told you I liked, and then fill in the blank, her name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, what do you think I need to do? Um, to, you know, maybe to see if she'll like, to see if she'll go on a date with me. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? And I just remember thinking not again, like, like I remember the breath being taken out of me. I remember falling into my closet on the floor. And I remember like, barely being able to breathe because it could not happen again. Mm-hmm. And my story had been, I hadn't been chosen. Like my, my, it's like over and over, over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no way this is happening again. And I just remember hanging up with him and just being on the floor and being like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like life, like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can, I don't think I can do it again. And I I don't get it. Yeah. How to, how to keep making this thing make sense and work. Yeah. yeah, Or me. Yeah. Like just the life. Like, I don't like, what is this? And I remember I was, I mean, you know, we cry and it's like from the, like from your toes, right? Like there was this like, <laughs> like an, like a, like a groan of sorts that like, I, that only comes from like, like I'm done mm-hmm. with this. And I think that was good because I was done with it. Like I was done with that narrative. I was done with telling myself that I was done with making that same decision again. I was done. And so it took, uh, like a half an hour, I think of me being on the floor. And I was like, okay, like, no, no, ma'am. No, I don't know what the answer is, but no, 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 (laughs) we're not doing this Mm -hmm. anymore. And Mm -hmm. so it was, um, I got up, and I, um, was like, okay, who am I? Who am I? You know, I'm funny, I'm engaging, I'm smart, you know, ish. (laughs) Like, like I, um, I just had to start to tell myself who I was. Mm -hmm. Right. And that got me up, that got me to the next day. And then that Mm. got me the next day and that got me the next day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, I would say that was one, um, and he said, what's a what's a hard moment too? Um, so like I had in January, um, so started doing the entrepreneurship thing back in July of last year. Okay. 2018. Um, I started working um with um with another company um in in January of this past year. And as mm-hmm. I worked with um who I was working with, um Turned out what I thought I was walking into and for what I was walking into was different than what the person who I was ultimately working with, um, thought that I was there for, um, I remember being so torn because I was so scared because my business hadn't grown in the four months that I had been doing my own, my, my five months. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's not, right. it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. That's all I could think of is, Oh my gosh, I need, I need an escape, I need an escape. I need an escape. Uh-huh. and escape and escape. And this offered me the opportunity to potentially do both, um, work with, with a partner and, and also still do my own thing. And I remember thinking I am earning this money. I'm doing these things. These things are not hard. They are just life sucking. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking this person who, who I was supposed to work with basically said, you're, you're not a writer. Your story doesn't matter. You're, uh, and and not in a mean way. It's just, that was her, that was her opinion. And it was like coming to that confrontation of like, I have to let this go. Mm-hmm. I have to say, like, had me paralyzed on my bed because of like, this came in and it was a blessing, but it was also like, it's, it's killing me. It's killing me to not be creative in the way that I need to be. It's killing me for someone to tell me that my voice doesn't matter, that my writing doesn't matter, that I'm not good enough and all I need to be doing is cooking. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't my passion. That had nothing to do with my passion. It was like a byproduct of what my passion was. Um, but I invited friends into that moment mm-hmm. who, um, who prayed for me and who, um, offered perspective for me in that very moment. And as we, as they're like, you know, when you're around people who don't think logically, it's beautiful because they don't think they in the way that you're think outside the box. Yeah, they don't think yeah. in terms of like, oh, like this money equals this security. They think, oh, it doesn't make sense. Stop it, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that's that's who I needed. I didn't need the person who's like, well, have you calculated all the risks? Yes, I've calculated all the risks. Of course, I have. That's why I'm on my bed and I can't move. Like, right? Like, right? And I had happened, God happened to give me, bless me with these people that were like. Well, what if you didn't, what if you just didn't do it? Mm -hmm. What if it was no? And I was like, well, then what am I supposed to do if that's not it? Oh my gosh. Like, And it was like this flood of like, even the permission to think, oh, you can move into something, it not be the right thing, fail, move towards something else. Mm -hmm it be okay it be the yeah. end of
0: your story. Yes. It's not the and end of I
1: it. have been looking for the one thing that's going to give fulfill me all this, you oh, all the me. security has been a huge part of it. Like, like right. all of those things for so long. And I'm learning that there's like so much beauty in the adventure and being around people who think that way is essential. I think for any entrepreneur, like mm-hmm. for anyone who's going to try and do their own thing, for the for you to be around dreamers who think bigger and more illogically mm-hmm. than anybody else. I mean, of course, you need to have people who can help once you with structure with different different systems or whatever you need in order to build the thing that you yeah. ultimately want to. Mm-hmm. But I have found when I've surrounded myself with dreamers or with people who do crazy things or people who jump off cliffs and try and try and try, I am inspired to like crack open this box that I put myself in in, 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 Mm. at seven years old. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and see what's there.
0: This episode of cocktails and conversation is brought to you by the dinner party project. The Dinner Party Project is all about connecting humans around the dinner table. Right now, we are mostly based in Orlando, Florida. Whether it's joining seven strangers in an intimate setting around a dinner table or sitting in the street of Orange Avenue with 100 others watching flamethrowers, we love helping people feel connected to others and their city. We also offer private parties. So if you have a birthday, anniversary, team building dinner, or corporate event coming up, we can create a custom memorable event that you and your guests won't soon forget. We also help brands connect with their consumers by exposing their products in an elevated way to their target demographic. So if you live in the Orlando area, haven't joined us yet, what are you waiting for? We can't wait to hear your story around the dinner table. For more information, you can visit us at thedinnerpartyproject.co. That's good. Good. (laughs) That's good. I love stories that it's like no one else could manufacture like the things that your life has done or the ways that stories have turned out or... um, we get to show up and be a partner in building a story and like yes. what that looks like. And yes. then it's going to have some things that like absolutely don't make sense. And some of those turn things turn out to be beautiful. And then some things that absolutely don't make sense and they turn out to be painful. And like, mm-hmm. there's no guaranteed right mm-hmm. outcome. It's just like, all right, well I, I need, I need to
1: show up. Mm-hmm. What I think it's learning. I think that's the one thing I'm really grateful for for. Like it's, teaching me how to become a creator, Mm -hmm. teaching me that I am a creator. Right. Right. Like before it was like, I'm, I need to learn how to be okay with whatever is. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of victim talk that happens. Mm -hmm. Like I'm at the affect of either my boss or my circumstances or my relational status or whatever it is. And it's like, no, what is it? What if you believed that you're able to create and move toward the things that you want? (sighs) What if you believe that? How does that change things? And it's like, changes everything, you know?
0: Could you actually tell us what, um, what you, what the roles are that you do or you don't do, or you don't know, or like (laughs) what has, like, you said you left from this like, um, corporate job at Sprint and then you left into what, like, what have, what, what are you passionate
1: about? What are you doing? What are you in the middle of? What is... So I would say the biggest before I even get started is yes. transition. Okay. That's been, that's yeah. my, my current, my current place of the Yeah. Um, been there. I. <laughs> No, right? like, just, I love your face. I wish they could see your I face right now. She just crossed her eyes. Has her cheeks really puffy, and is like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, um, I know that story. Yeah, it's so. I was at Verizon most recently, and that was a learning and development consultant role. Um, but you were at Sprint, right? Yeah, I was at Sprint for twelve years. Twelve years. Okay, I was like, I know that. I yeah, did. twelve years, and then I was at I was at Verizon for three. Got it. Okay, um, but telecom in general, they, they yes. kind of they cycle you in and out <laughs> of the different positions, and that one was it was in it was a perfectly safe and wonderful job. And it was a completely great. It was a great job. I just didn't fit. I just, what I never, mm. I did bring, I think, um, some ridiculousness to them, some playfulness to them, some, some recognition of like break out of the box and mm. I'm going to wear uh, a too short skirt and also a ripped overalls to uh, you know a corporate environment and I just I have witnessed those. Yeah, you <laughs> know you've seen them. I know you've seen them. So that's right. I worked with your 5 years. Yeah. Um also they were broken and so I just wore them all the over. Right. Um so like yeah, I think but I knew so I when I lost the weight, I knew that I had known if I ever did, I wanted to help other people do the same thing. Mm. So um I started coaching the program that um where I started, to, I lost my own weight and I've been doing that for four years. And okay. so that's looked like, was that through your friend? That no, it was through my friend Joanna. Okay. Yeah. She's the one that introduced me and said, um, this worked for me. I believe it will work for you. And it does. And, um, so for the past four years, I've coached, I don't know, over 450 people, mm-hmm. um, and watched them on their health journey and, um, have helped other people start to coach other people. Mm. Um, and, um, as I have, uh, so, so my business has, been really interesting. It has when I've been involved in a corp- uh, pairing it with the corporate environment, I've hit ceilings and hit ceilings and hit ceilings of my own capacity and my own capabilities regarding growing a business. Hmm. So I'll I'll hit a threshold of where my natural ability ends and like growth feels overwhelming or I, I kind of cop out and like I'm too tired and I'll just I'll just reduce back down. So that happened ah, for quite a few years which made me okay. like okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to actually take a leap and I felt like God was like it's time and I thought oh well this is where okay, if I do this, it's going to be amazing. Gonna grow like gangbusters. All I need is fourteen thousand dollars a month. <laughs> that's all I need in order to survive. <laughs> I know, and I can like, thread. I know it's so stupid. It's but in my I head, think I'm like, like I'm fourteen thousand dollars a year, honey. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's out of it's just the, to survive fourteen 000, just to survive just to get just, by. You know, just okay, I mean, just a simple, just, just a simple, simple. girl. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. I could mean, be, I could just be even Western. Right. That was the number in my head, which I thought, oh God, for sure, yeah, that's the next step, right? Like. Ridic ridiculous. So I, Lord. Oh, right. So, but it was funny because like the business would grow, like I would have an influx of clients and then I would have maybe some new coaches, but my attention span or interest level kept being inconsistent. Hmm. And I kept thinking it had to do with my character and I kept, you know, what was great about it. And what is amazing about this, this organization is that it is about helping people become who they, who, who they're called the best to be versions. the best version of them. Mm-hmm. And so i I was constantly, uh, being, um, being poured into in that way. Mm-hmm. And so I became better. I became better. I became better. But, but this, but this vision of what I like of what I wanted, um, I was always having a hard time picturing it be the growth of this business. And I was like, I was thinking it's just cause I don't believe it. It must mm-hmm. be, it must be fear. It must be like, I don't believe in myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, So I am hustling, 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 hustling. And what hustle looks like for me is, um, you know, my main way of advertising is, is is Instagram and social media, Facebook Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, um, what's also amazing about this company is that like, it has helped me, um, form, form words, uh, stories and narratives and see narratives in my day. Of, of 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 these interesting things that mm-hmm. that may not have captivated my attention before, but now they are, and they're like I think about them. Which which actually I have loved. I have loved to mm. to pay attention to stuff around me and to see and capture <clears throat> different moments and different people. And um, uh, I forgot the question. <laughs> I forgot the question. Wait a minute. What is it? The question was, what do you do or do? What? Right. Yeah. All right. So. Part of that was like, I've tried to grow a following and I've tried to, to see like, I'm like, what direction do I want to take this? There's this whole extra thing in the health space of, um, you know, uh, sponsorships and stuff like that, that it felt like my following was staying at like, I don't know, like 23, 2400 and it just was staying, it was staying, it was staying, it was staying, it was staying. And I was like, what happened? What like, like, what am I doing? What am I like? So I'm constantly self-evaluating, constantly like looking and trying to Mm -hmm. figure out what am I not saying? What am I saying? I'm getting feedback in person from people saying, I love what you write. I love your posts. I love it. I'm like, that's great. Could you share it? (laughs) Tell a friend.
0: (laughs) Did you, do you feel like the social media engagement would lead to your success or like what, why are the numbers so important? That's a good
1: question. So for me, it offered the opportunity for, um, potential additional partnerships. Like there was, there was uh, something where I could say, s- I've got this audience, right? I've got this audience because what I, which is kind of parlaying into, so you can make your $14,000 a month. Right. Right. Well, I mean like in a way that I felt called, like I felt drawn to. So I found like, I actually do enjoy, um, creating I enjoy content, creating content. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, I enjoy creating a meal. You know, I enjoy yeah. rethinking a meal in a way that makes it um it's delicious, it's interesting, and it fills my belly and it makes my my body work really well. Mm-hmm. I like that challenge. Um, but I was creating something every day and it was going and going and going mm-hmm. and going. And I had three people um within the course of like a week say, What if what would it look like for you to take 30 days off? Sure. And I was like, Ooh. Uh, poverty. <sighs> It would look like poverty. Like that would, that's my main, main vehicle for engagement, for connection with people. And, um, I had been doing this uh, 40 day prayer challenge and one of the things had to do with vocation. Like, and within the first few days, I realized, oh shoot, I don't think I want to grow this other business. I really don't. I think that like even praying about it, I don't actually even want "Hmm," that to happen. And I'm like, uh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> like what? Okay, then what? Uh-huh. So then there's this empty space, and then there's this anxiety that fills the empty space, and so I'm churning my wheels, doing the same thing, and I am not happy. Like I'm not happy. I'm like I'm and I'm and I'm freaked out because yeah. I'm like if this isn't it, like what mm-hmm. now? And I also don't feel like I can go back to work. Like so then mm-hmm. what? Like what? And what gives me I'm like
0: yeah. what was the boy Oh my gosh!
1: Oh my gosh! So like freaking out. And then three friends said, what would it look like for you to go off social media? I'm like, well, I'm literally praying for the growth of me and social media is like the one way. So that seems counterproductive in that way. And I just felt like God was like, um, after the third one, like, do you trust me? Do you trust me just to let that go for right now and just Mm -hmm. listen? So, um, that's, I stepped out, which you sent me a text message within three minutes (laughs) of Mm -hmm. me posting that I was going to check out. Um, and it's been, it's been amazing. I, I still, I'm writing now, uh, still writing, but I don't feel compelled, like, to get it done and to, like, I have to do this, I have to do this, mm-hmm. or, and like, what I'm writing about is different. And so I'm finding, um, as I'm praying about it, I'm like, God, could I have a life where I, and I feel like this is what he's saying, like, where, I get to look and be, be a thinker about what I see around me, tie that into personal experience and scripture and friends and like all of this stuff and write about it. And it be a a thing like that feels really self-indulgent and really kind of amazing. Mm. Would that be okay? Would that be, are you like telling me that's like a thing that I could do? Like that feels like really unfair to everybody else, (laughs) but I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, we only get one shot at this, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you're here um, and you don't feel like that you have to be tied to like a nine to five, like there is so much out there, right? So mm-hmm. like we choose into, as adults, I think that we choose into our own story and we get to mm-hmm. shape it, whether you're like... I want to be a pro surfer. I want to be a a pro surfer. surfer. (laughs) I love it. That's
1: where you went. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love love it when people step into like, there can be more to making $14,000 a month and that being
1: like my ultimate goal. Right. Oh, right. Oh, that was the thing. I think what's happened over the last, I don't know, a few months has been the, the absolute annihilation of of what I thought I needed. Mm. Like it's been, uh, we were talking before we started about the, like the beauty and the necessity of fires, um, to go across in order to like burn away. Cleansing, It's a cleansing. Right. And how before this year it's been the pruning of like the picking up of weeds. I think there's been, I've allowed for like little bits and pieces and things. And I've grown a little bit, Mm -hmm. but like right now it's, Burn to the it's, burn, it's burning everything. Yeah. My, my, my understanding of everything. Mm-hmm. And it's this new exploration of like, okay, I'm learning to hear, oh, this is okay. I'm learning to hear the, like the Holy Spirit and I'm learning to like, um, learning what that voice sounds like and learning to trust it and learning to like move and go to like, go to Tampa, not know why, you know? Um, and uh, like, to take a trip. I don't know if I told you to Redding, California in November. Uh Like, yeah, like there's these weird, crazy things that are lining up, Mm -hmm. but I'm having to take a leap and a leap and a leap. And, um, it's a new place. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. To be in places where,
0: um, there isn't like a, for sure outcome. There isn't a landing pad. There isn't, you know, like you just Mm -hmm. are like, all right, well I'm here for this. And then, you know, I'll figure out the next thing when that comes, but like stepping into something where it's, it is unstructured and unknown and like the beauty, the beauty that can come out of that. And I think that's so brave. And I love when people step in. Cause like my, like my strength is risk. Right. So like yes. for me, it's like, great, let's do it. If we crash and burn, then we'll go start something else. And like, yeah. this is not a period on the end of your story. It doesn't end here. It ends like, you know, hopefully it'll end later on in life. But like, there is, the, I think that beauty to step out and say like, yeah, they're, they're all the T's are not crossed and the I's are not dotted, but here I am. And I'm going to like jump off and like mm-hmm. figure out it as I go. And then, um, just being like wise and listening and all that kind of stuff. And well, I
1: love watching you do it. Like it's been really <laughs> the last getting to know, as we've gotten to know each other, I've watched you, um, start and try and communicate boldly, um, thoughts and ideas and new creative ventures and try. And even this podcast, right? Like, like like how, (laughs) how would even happen? How you got the equipment, how you just said, Oh, I'm going to do that. And just, Uh just put it together, but thoughtfully and creatively, um, is inspiring for, for all the people (laughs) So I'm one of, I'm one thanks. of, I'm one of all the people. So thanks,
0: for that. thanks. Um, so this gets to seg- segue into my, one of my very favorite <laughs> topics, which I'm very excited. So excited. Kindred spirits oh um, to talk about the Enneagram. So oh, obviously if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know, that this is a very integral part of what we do and the Enneagram, like how I'd like to say it. Um, I think my, my friend Jenny joy first mentioned, is just kind of like a roadmap mm. into personalities mm-hmm. and, um, for me, like being aware of myself and how I inhabit a space and then also being aware of other people and where they are in their journey and then figuring out how they interact and what motivates them and how they, the places they are. And then hopefully having, you know, grace and kindness in their spaces and then to myself. And it's just been a whole thing of of self-awareness and learning. And it's so good. Oh, that is. Um, so I know that you are also kind of in this as well. And we may have differing opinions, which is totally okay because it's not my, it's not my end goal. It's not my job to tell you what you are. So
1: even though your face tries to tell me, I know my
0: face tells all the, <laughs> all the things from, from when I was very young, uh-huh. I have no face filter. I have no face filter in that regard. Um, So Enneagram, I think that you are a three wing four and you would say recently that (laughs) you recently, (laughs) recently I'm a four wing three. Okay. Yeah. So a four, if you're not familiar with it, is the artist or the individualist. Um, and a three
1: is the achiever. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, but the four wing three mm -hmm. is the enthusiast. Is he enthusiast? It's, I think it's called the, I'm going to like while we're, while we're talking. Oh, now, like, okay. That was, that was what was interesting to me. It's that it's creative and efficient. So there's like a combination of the two together. Right. That felt like, Oh, that makes, it's like, I want to sit in my feelings until like, but if they're if there could a point where they're not productive, like at some point I saw that life has to happen too. Mm-hmm. So it helps me emote. Like I can be creative and, um, have the feelings without, But also I can go into productivity if I need to, to survive. Okay. Yeah. I growl and pose, not me.
0: (laughs) And that, I think to me personally, is more so of what I would think when Uh I think of a four and an artist, Mm -hmm. um, is maybe more along those lines, um and you for me are somebody that has exudes a very high level of energy mm-hmm. even though your time schedule within the day is different right mm-hmm. but like the intensity and the energy that you bring to a room the energy that you bring to physically that you are engaged in um so 4s 5s and 9s are the lowest mm-hmm. energy on the energy
1: mm-hmm. level so may I counter that? With some sure. Information? This is going to be fun. Yeah, you ready for it? Okay. I'm here for this. So the four wing three, the per- that personality tends mm-hmm. to be, it's very, it's an interesting little bird because it's in between. Mm-hmm. So it, they tend to be energetic, uh-huh. distinctive and driven. So you wouldn't think that as a four. Right. right? But a four wing three, the, they desire significance and legacy, seek uniqueness and individuality. What do pointing up my outfit. Yeah. Um, fear having no impact in the world, which is what, part of what drives me to, but, mm-hmm. um, and they engage with those around them. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they tend to be deeply in tune with themselves, understanding the feelings and motivations of others, thinking creatively and efficiently Uh-huh. and consistently being genuine and authentic and authentic, which is with like the social media stuff. I was like, I'm going to say the things I actually think, and I'm not going to say the things I don't think. Right.
0: anymore. Definitely. You cornered that market. (laughs) Definitely there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, everyone gets to absolutely decide what they think that they are. By the way, you can
1: tell that she's still, the face is like, you can think whatever you want. Still not you. Okay. So why do you think I'm a three?
0: Um, Oh gosh. Because like one, I think that you have a really high level of, energy and intensity Mm -hmm. and that you move in the world in very like thoughtful and, and, um, purposeful ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I definitely see that the, I see the, the four part and I know that you take, you know, time to yourself and you kind of, you think and you read and you write and you do all those things and that you have a, you have a creative outlet. Um, threes, I think also are very, Um, can be for the most part um, in tune with how they present themselves. Mm -hmm. And so with you, for the most part, like, unless you're in like gym clothes, (laughs) um, which your level of there drives me, like, I'm like, I don't know how she does it, (laughs) but like you really have this creative expression of yourself Mm -hmm. through the way that you look. And oftentimes looks very put together and polished, which is a lot of times what I have observed of threes that Mm -hmm. they are very, um, keenly aware of how they present themselves. And that's something that's very important to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they figure out how to get the things done that they want to get done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like that you, you do, especially I think I, from what I observe, right. I'm not in your life every moment, but like with like physical, physical things, like physically, um, achieving goals, Mm -hmm. like that's something that's very important to you. So you like, what I've, what I have experienced Mm -hmm. is you like setting goals and you like achieving them. Mm -hmm. Um, and it probably served you also. And, and I mean, so I understand the part of like health and unhealth of like maybe where you had been in your career past, but like moving up in the ranks is like something that a three does. Right. Mm -hmm. So they don't, care sometimes what industry they're in they care i'm going to set a goal and i've got my eye on the goal and i'm going to crush it no matter what mm-hmm. and so
1: i don't care so would it change anything if mm-hmm. i told you that my objective was to be safe was to have enough money to be safe right i see that would that change anything like where where i will become what i need to in order to get to where i need to be to then check out uh-huh it wasn't ever a goal for the goal sake it was a goal had, um, security and financial implications to it, where I, the other thing I didn't talk about with my past is that Mm -hmm. we just didn't have a lot of money. Right. And so that's a huge, that was, has been a huge thing for me is driving myself toward what would give me that. Right. Does that make any difference?
0: Um, marginally. Marginally, Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I think both of them can play very strong roles and the reality is that we are not boxed in by, we're not, right. So, And and those things can be malleable. Um, and a friend of mine had just said kind of like your wings are like, you know, you're you're in the space and then you kind of hold hands and you might be a little bit stronger with your right hand, but that doesn't mean you can't use your left hand. Oh, okay. You know, so Mm -hmm. like, like having, having, you kind of being strong in both of those, like a three and a four
1: Oh, um, I about strong in both
0: mm-hmm. oh. strong in both. And then, yeah. So okay. Sounds like how do you, how do you think like learning about the Enneagram has impacted like your self-awareness and then how you interact
1: with other people? I think it's, I think the thing that it's kind of similar to when I found when I was diagnosed bipolar, having a definition of something helps mm-hmm. create meaning and understanding of what is, Mm -hmm. um, to then know what to do with it. And so when you feel like nothing makes sense, there's no order to anything. And you are just this little something that's, that just is, Mm -hmm. um, is really tough. But when you are coupled in and people can start, when you feel like someone, when there's definition given to you and there's, there's, uh, words that help where, where you don't have words for yourself, um, that help, help me understand why I might react one way when, because so what the other thing is, I look at other people all mm-hmm. the time and I look, okay, who's who is successful? How are they, how are they doing it? What does that look like? What did they do differently? How do they have that life? Like, and, or how are they so kind? Like these people are so kind. They act differently than I do. Um, and feeling a lot of shame because I'm not those people. Yeah. Right. So learning that my, some of my natural, uh, tendencies might be, Um, one way that that I have, I do have strengths. I do need to be aware that I, you know, don't be an a-hole, you know, but also, Hey, that person is actually filled by interacting with this person this way and offering this part of them to this other person. Okay. And so then it gives me like appreciation for the need for a lot of different people, Mm. um, in this world, it takes my hand off the need to be the hero, which is what I thought I was supposed to do and save everybody. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, that's very exhausting. Oh, so exhausting. Um, it takes my hand off of being the victim. Like I'm not like this person. No, you're not, you're created. Like it gives some, like there's beauty in it because this is what you are. Mm -hmm. Right. It helps with some identity things. Um, Mm. so then, and like, what's really good about it, what would you be good at? So it gives some ideas and some, um, some connection to the good. Cause I can tend to look at like what's not right
0: mm-hmm. a lot.
1: Um, so it's been helpful for me to navigate the the beauty that is and try and figure out, okay, what am I strong in? Am I in the right profession? Am I doing the right, like the thing that makes the most sense, something mm-hmm. and like when something is still off, I'll yeah. go to another personality test. <laughs> I'll go to another thing with the Enneagram seems to be the most, um, the most helpful so far because you have all these different um, variations within personality. So you have, you have your wings, then you have your, um, oh, what are they called? There's other things too. There's subtypes. Subtypes. Yeah. Yes. yes. The subtypes. subtypes. Like there's this a whole another level of stuff. There is. Which, which is so, which is so great because it feels like it has so much depth and so much richness to it. And it helps me also, again, uh, appreciate other people.
0: So that brings us to our snaps, snaps. our final topic, which is also one of my favorite ones, which is, uh, super important to me and especially over the past year and a half has been especially very important with just surviving and all the things, but rest, which is something that I think people don't do often enough and they don't do well, um, And I think it's so vital to mental health, to physical health, to spiritual health, to all of the things. Um, how do you see, like, what is, what does like, what practices have you kind of adopted like into your,
1: you know, like routine? routine? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, well, I think it's, there's, something important to distinguish. So like, I think rest and sleep are different. Sorry. Yes. So rest can include being
0: like play discovery, right. physical resting, rest in the sense of, or like Sabbath means like to stop. Right. Mm-hmm. It means like you are not working. Mm-hmm. So, so sorry for, yeah. No, so no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm saying for myself. Absolutely. Like, so, so that's been part of my story. It doesn't like, have to be just Mm -hmm. sleep or sedentary things. It could be like discovering something new or going to a museum or like going on a hike resting in the sense of like, what do you do
1: to like renew and recharge? Yeah. I think initially I thought rest was sleeping and I thought I was a champ once I finally figured out how to get the, the eight hours. Um, but there's a couple of things that I do that might be just very specific to me. And one of them is I get up before everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that feels like an opportunity where I don't feel obligated to anyone. So I get up between four and four 30 every morning and I used to get up between eight, nine, 10, whatever, depending on the, the time of my life. Um, and I used to get, go to bed really late. And I found as I started to get healthier and pay attention to that, that I was better in the morning. I had better I had better brain. I had better, I made better decisions. I was more engaged in my actual life and not checking out and escaping into other people's when it was in the morning. So I thought, okay, so I backed it up until four. So now, um, one of the things that I do is between four and, um, around six 30, six 45, sometimes seven. Um, I will have tub time <laughs> <laughs> and everyone makes fun of me, but, I started to realize, um, I took one bath one time in my new tub because someone had said to do it. And I realized I was able to concentrate better. And I started, I was able to read more without being distracted by my body. I find my body really like sitting sedentary really, uh, distracts me. Like I'm aware Mm -hmm. of either my stomach, my shoulder, my arms, my whatever. And mm-hmm. in the tub, I feel hmm. almost weightless. And so I'm able to concentrate and kind of yeah. lose time a little bit. Okay. Um, so I started to add activities in the tub from like the first, Oh, I'll just, um, I don't know, read, read uh, the Bible or something, or I'll, I'll my, uh, my app or I started to add different books in there. So, um, at one point I was reading like six books a day, like each one of them was about five minutes and that didn't feel like rest. So then I, um, your face is like really concerned for mm-hmm. me. So, right. So I was doing it because I how was do trying you to... how
0: do you read five books a day?
1: Oh, not fully like read, read parts of oh, five. five. Oh. Right. No, sorry. No, I wasn't okay. reading again, not Mensa. Right. <laughs> like not, That's not my story. <laughs> like, like it was, um, absorbing different pieces of information from bear, a variety of different sources for different things in my life. So okay. it would might have been faith, family, fun, food, fitness for fashion or something it. where, where it was pouring into those areas, um, leadership and development growth or something uh, like that. No, I'm um, but my routine today is, um, I have the 40 day prayer challenge. So I'll probably spend like an hour, uh, like praying, meditating on that, um, mm-hmm. reading through scripture. I'll listen to maybe a podcast or, or two. Um, I have, two books, uh, that I have in currently Mm. that I always have like around two that I'm digging through. Okay. If not 10, Yeah, (laughs) but right now it's two. Um, and that space in the morning gives me full energy to enter into my day. It gives me, it gives me inspiration. Mm. It has me, it colors the whole, the whole thing. Um, I am still working on and, and I'm probably, I don't know, (laughs) <laughs> more like a 50, 50 percenter on the Sabbath, um, idea, uh-huh. um, the idea of taking a full day mm-hmm. and believing that, uh, that rest will be honored is amazing. And, and everything that I want to believe and everything that I desire to believe there's something inside of me. That's that, uh, also is like, feels vulnerable. Um, sure. So, to, to stop working for a a chunk of time. Yeah. So I, I feel less vulnerable if I check out. So, so like my checkout would have been Amazon, Prime, video, Mm -hmm. video, or Netflix. Sure. Like Mm -hmm. then I can, I'm like, okay, I, for whatever reason, like if I can check out my own story, I'm less stressed out about it. Mm -hmm. But if I stay present with it, stay present with it and rest, like that's my new space because I don't want to keep checking out of my own life. Um, I want to stay present with it and find rest in it. So that's Mm -hmm. really, truly like, I want, I want daily rest and I want to find Sabbath rest. And so Mm -hmm. it's a new, um, part of what that is, is, um, it's belief. It's, it's actively choosing to trust that he's got it. It's actively choosing to trust on a Sunday that, Mm -hmm the person in front of me is more important than the action item that I have in my head. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's becoming, it's making my schedule 60% instead of a hundred. Um, so that I have space for story to happen mm-hmm. so that I have space for the unexpected to happen. Right. And even the other night, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: girl, yeah, like just like moments of like, Oh, you stayed up past eight mm-hmm. 30 and life happened. Like trying to like, That was, that was also rest. Yeah. Even though it pushed the boundaries of what I thought, you know, my, my sleep would be. So does that make sense? Totally.
0: Okay. Absolutely. What would your ideal day of rest be? Like could be here. It could be international. Like, like if you had like an ideal day where someone was like, here's 24 hours, the ideal Christian like
1: fulfillment day, like what would you? choose to do within. So if, we would have to feel like exploration at some level, like of, of, of quiet exploration. So mm-hmm. nothing like super pumped or whatever, but, um, geez, I think, oh man. Oh my gosh. This is going to be tough. I'm like in my head, I'm flying to all these different places in my head. <laughs> I'm in like the mountains in Montana on, on horseback and just paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, that now I'm flying over to, to like some like place in the South of France and looking at the vineyards and like watching, having a glass of wine and like having a small intimate conversation. Actually, let's go there. Like, let's make that, that (laughs) like there's, there's a, there's a brisk breeze where I have to wear some sort of shawl because, or something that I, that makes sense for me. Right. Like fashion wise, but it would be uh, participating in that, like, um, the beauty of conversation with people of, of like being able to look out and just pay attention to what is there and what like Mm. creation has done. Mm -hmm. Um, but would also include people too. So it would, um, there would be thoughtfulness, conversation, community. Mm. Um, there would be like, even though wine wrecks me, like I would still have wine. (laughs) I would still have wine. There'd be cheese, uh, probably some prosciutto. Mm. That's my guess. Um, because that feels right.
0: Cheese always feels right for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it
1: just, it sounds, mm. that sounds delightful, right? French
0: but, cheese, especially.
1: What? French, French cheese? cheese? Yes. Can I just say that Paris though, I don't know. It was, it wasn't my favorite for the cheeses. Like every oh. time the cheese board came, I know I was very surprised. Okay. I thought it would. I be. I had some cheeses that I didn't like,
0: but I also okay. had some where I was like, you can't like, you don't get this in Orlando.
1: I feel like I didn't try hard enough. Or maybe enough, I don't try hard enough or don't have as much budget. You know, no, I feel like I didn't try hard enough in Paris then because, because oh. mine we had one, we had Camembert. one there. Uh, we had, we had Kevin bear. We had Brie, oh. we had blue cheese. We had, um, we had heart, like the harder cheeses. We did have one, what was similar to a Buffalo mozzarella, but then a Buffalo, what's the one that burrata burrata, mm-hmm. we had one burrata that changed our life. Mm-hmm. So that was one place on a random corner. And it was—they uh, had put uh, some roasted tomatoes with some um, olive oil, salt, and pepper. Super simple.
0: I feel like burrata
1: consistently changes my life <laughs> every time. Every time I was like, "Why is this so oh, amazing? I love it." Yeah, that's really I great. I love it. Yeah, so maybe that's the very specific cheese that I would like on my rest day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm into all these things. Mm-hmm. That sounds like an amazing day of rest. Ah, oh, take me there already.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the places that I like to be. May I also say one more thing. Yeah. Okay. So like, sorry. Yeah. One more place of rest. Absolutely. I have this, I have this image of like two mountains, uh, a lake. They're kind of snow capped in the background, more foliage in the front. There is a deck, a chair that has a, Adir- Adirond- an Adirond- Adirond- yeah. Like an well, ad- an Ottoman Adirond- Adirond. <laughs> chair. No, it's a, no. it's like a, it's more of a cushy chair with a, with an Ottoman and I have like a, like something over the top of me. It's a little bit brisk outside mm-hmm. a cup of coffee with the you know the right kind of creamer. Like just mm-hmm. like, and just, uh, that briskness that you feel invigorated by, mm-hmm. but can be present. And it's not so cold. It's not hot. And just, you get to like look out over that glorious creation. I think that's ideal. Ideal. Yeah.
0: yeah. That sounds ideal and yeah. good addition. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. We can make that happen. America.
0: America. <laughs> America. Uh, oh, I love, I love all the resting. Mm. So I wish I, I love that you care more... about resting. Oh, I do. I care very much about resting. Why? Um, because I think that there's no glory in being exhausted and there's mm-hmm. no glory in, uh, um, it's very un-American of you. Yeah. And I think that I've been in those places and I don't like myself when I'm, when I feel overextended and I I know that like, I think the anxiety of maybe what I think that I have to accomplish or what I, what I do have to accomplish, like, um, tends to physically drain me. And Mm -hmm. so I think the more that I've gotten into spaces where I let that go Mm -hmm. and then I'm physically overwhelmed. And then I feel like I don't treat people as, Mm -hmm. as lovely as I should. I don't treat myself. And you know, like everything gets gets thrown out of whack. I think when I think the anxiety and the rest Mm -hmm. for me have kind of maybe gone somewhat um, in tandem because when I when I'm not taking care of myself or when I'm when I'm not like physically also resting mm. um then I don't like life as much. And That's the good. end goal is not just the fourteen thousand dollars a month, right? <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: so, I can't believe I said that <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, it makes for a yeah. good story, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like it's, it's so inconsequential compared to like the, your life. life. The like the end goal, right? Is yeah. like the things that you
0: say. Like my end goal is this. Like I'm, I am shooting for, um, like meaning impact community, right? And so wanting to say, I yeah, there's gonna be sacrifices along the way, and and there are hard seasons and busy seasons, but. There also has to be like a really where awareness, like along a journey, we need to be taking care of ourselves and checking in mm-hmm. and like, what do I need at the end of this week? Like, is it like an extended bath time and a book and kind of like maybe not as many people around or is it like, man, I just like want to be at a party mm-hmm. and I want to dance on the dance floor, mm-hmm. you know, like finding where that is for you mm-hmm. and for I think that people don't rest enough. And, you know, especially entrepreneurs, because there will be never ending amount of things to do.
1: It's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine who, um, well, he's a new friend. He was like a a three minute friend, (laughs) but he has been in the music business for eight years. And he was like, the tricky thing about entrepreneurship is that everything is tied to everything. And Mm -hmm. he was like, my working out has to do with my physical appearance for the sake of what I do. Mm. There's never, there's never, it doesn't feel like there's a moment of disconnect. Of, of disconnect or right. or not calculating what the cost or benefit mm. of something might be. And so you're, con- if you're constantly thinking about it, even your day of rest feels like a day of activity because it's connected a lot Mm-mm. of times to it. it. It can't be like, I think yeah. that's a, that he was talking about rest as well mm-hmm. and how, um, he's taking an active one. He's intentionally taking a break from entrepreneurship to step back in, to give him. Some space because it was just so hard to, to do it in that, in that arena. Sure. Yeah.
0: And even turning off your mind, which is something that I struggle with oh, um, a lot, right. To getting, getting to a place where you can fully rest. Yes. And then also, um, and so for me, sometimes it is helpful to, to check out of my story for a minute so I can give myself and my mind some rest. Right. And it's not like I'm watching something for 24 hours, but it's right. like, I can spend, and I don't feel guilty about it. Right. right. And so I think that's
1: for me, a, a healthy place for me to be And mm-hmm. saying like, what did, what did Ben say? I think he said on last Friday, I think he said, I always feel, I always have a novel because mm-hmm. I need another place to go right outside of another story, story to sink yourself into. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I was like, okay, I so I have a few books now that are fiction. I'd never have fiction books. I know. I'd I've never, been
0: preaching this. I know. I know. He, the way he
1: said it, I'm sorry. It was like, <laughs> so sorry. It was like the ways that it I was like, oh, he's okay. very good with words. It was really great. It just happened to really? click right at the right time, yes. the right need, whatever. But yeah, um, I have a couple that I I have some that are very, I
0: love it. I'm so glad for you. Thank you. I have, I'm yep. Happy book reading. Happy book reading. That is is. okay. Anyway. So I just, uh, appreciate you so much. And I think that Orlando is lucky to have you and the enthusiasm that you bring not only to me, but I think the infectious spirit of like, Promoting Orlando businesses, which you have a really, like, I think high energy of doing to say, Hey, like these people are doing awesome things and you being alongside of them and you having energy to, to run your own thing and bring hope and encouragement, which is transforming lives, I think is very needed here. And you're very appreciated, you know, in my life and in the world. And I think we need to have more people that see this holistically, like you, you can attest to it personally to say, like, I made a change in my life and here is how, like, I'm not just seeing it from a distance, but you have walked through that and to, and to like give from your story to say, like, your story doesn't have to end here in your darkest moments and in your, whatever it is that is holding you captive, but there is freedom and it takes a lot of work. Yep but there is like people that want to share you on and be, keep you going and keep your business open and, and let people know about it. And so there's people that, you know, need your voice in that.
1: So thank you for being that. Thank you for, thanks for seeing something in me to talk about. Um, I think that's today for me has been the biggest gift that when you asked me, I was like, in this place where I don't know who I am. Like, I don't sure. know what, like, yeah. why now? <laughs> like why this very moment? Like two days ago, I was like, Oh, I don't know what to do. So thank you for, um, thank you for what you're doing. Sure. For people. I, oh gosh. I, I really enjoyed this part of it. You're really good at
0: it. If this could be most of my job. Uh, if anybody
1: wants to make this her job. Right. <laughs> um,
0: is there any like lasting piece of like wisdom or thought that you would like to share with us? A I, mantra of yours
1: well <laughs> I have no mantras mm-hmm. but I do believe that we um, have an ability to create I think much of what we do is look at what we've been given and believe we have to deal with it mm-hmm. versus know that we have the ability to create something different and so if that looks like um, stepping into new community if, and being around people who are doing that um, whether that's a local business owner and just paying attention to what they're doing and asking them questions about maybe some dreams that you have, or just, um, allow yourself the opportunity to think beyond what you've known Mm -hmm. and believe that you have, you have the ability to create. Um, yeah, I think that's the, the biggest thing.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, thanks for taking time out of your day and drinking my drink.
1: Oh I man, thanks and- <laughs> for drinking my drink. That's <laughs> so great. Oh, yes. thanks for fixing me a drink. Oh, so sweet. It's really good.
0: This is my pleasure. Um, so. Thanks again to the next time. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you a million times over for listening to cocktails and conversation podcast. I hope you have enjoyed all of it. If you have, would you do me a huge favor and rate, comment, and subscribe for more cocktails and conversation?